decided after watching some of these classic movies uh, that I, I really like when people make old 1940s movie references. Refer- like, oh, you're as handsome as... Brad Pitt. As uh, Marlon Brando. There we go. Was he in the no, 40s? No, he wasn't, but that's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Clark Gable? Was he in the there 40s? Go, Clark, Clark Gable. I think Brando's first movie was like 55 on the waterfront, maybe. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Either you're gonna, way. You're going to make me Google Clark Gable. <laughs> and I uh, feel dirty for doing it. You are listening to uh, the Give Me Five podcast, episode 241. We know nothing about classic Hollywood. Is the Gibby Five podcast a semi-entertaining podcast that knows nothing about anything? But we are entertaining. We try to be entertaining, and uh, we talk about whatever we feel like. Be streaming stuff, movies, uh, either the full movie or part of the movie. We do all of that stuff. Uh, we are also recording in Florida, so we talk about some of the wackiness that happens here. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's what we do. Sounds right. Uh, my name's Greg. We've got Omar, a man who is sultry as a young Hedy Lamar. Oh, uh, I have been compared to her. And mm. Idris Elba. I get that a lot, too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And yes, Clark Gable was active in the 40s, the 30s through the 50s. Don't tell there me I go. don't know Hollywood. Shut your mouth. <laughs> there you go. And uh, my other co-host, Rob, uh, who seems to be as angry as Robert Mitchum. <laughs> After Spencer Tracy spilled a highball on him at the Brown Derby, damn, Greg! And anytime you talk about Spencer, see, we're dropping Tracy. we're dropping old Hollywood names here to try to get that. The people in the seventies and eighties age group, we're going to try to pull them in. There you go, timely references to their childhood. It's working. And when you talk about Spencer Tracy, it reminds me of that Family Guy skit where the it's the uh, in shape, out of shape guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's they're funny. like, aren't you afraid of me? And they're like, I don't know. I'm kind of waiting for you to exhale. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a byproduct of reading the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood book because there's like all these little asides about that kind of stuff, and it just it's been happening. So. Thank you, Quentin Tarantino. I blame you for all of that stuff. Douchebag. Uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, The Northman, or Rob is. Um, you might want to sit down for that. You might, you might want to buckle Pour up. yourself a drink. Uh, we're going to talk about Russian Doll Season 2, and also uh, it is uh, Confessions of a Killer. Where is the official title? Conversations with Killer, the John Wayne Gacy tapes from Netflix, oh. which is... Shit, I thought uh, they recorded the conversation. I Never mind. No, no, no. <laughs> That's illegal, I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, I record everything he says. <laughs> Just so. in case. And incidentally, unrelated, I will be by your house later this evening, Greg. Yeah, well, I know what to delete. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, we're going to talk about all those things. So, yeah. Uh, so Any uh, spoilers? Are you, are you going to hit spoilers <laughs> when you are angry? Because you didn't see the end of the movie. This This is a review show. 
and there's going to be spoilers. I am going to spoil the shit <laughs> out of the Northmen. If you don't want to hear it, fast forward, because I'm going to do it. it. It will probably be the last topic. Of the I, I, mm, yeah. Because basically what we're going to do is we're going to let him start ranting, and I'm just going to mm -hmm. go to bed. Same. And I'll just let my, when my computer uh, recording thing fills up of space, uh, it'll just uh, turn off. <clears throat> oh, it's going to happen. Or just in the morning when you wake up, just turn it off. He'll still be going. He'll still be going. <laughs> <laughs> and my third point. Oh, my God. <laughs> third point. As the sun comes up over the horizon. <laughs> yeah. I need. Wait, wait right here. I'll be right back. I got to get another glass. <laughs> <laughs> Can you Uber booze? Because I didn't come out. Um, well, I'm looking forward to that Rob rant for sure. Okay. Yes. Um, now, news? Do we have news? news? I got a little bit of news. Uh, Entertainment Weekly. So I, I'm going to go back in time a little bit here. Uh, when I was senior in high school, if you remember Omar... Is this is around the time we started hanging out more frequently? Mm -hmm. It could be the reason why this happened. Mm -hmm. uh, I got mono. That was my. Could I was the, the mono guy. <laughs> yes, I gave you mono. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we. I really thought it was a little bit strange to that you. You said it was a Romanian custom to kiss you on the lips every time we we greeted each other. I thought we were just but... exploring each other's bodies, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was mutual. I had no idea I was tricking you. Yeah. You know, I didn't stop talking. Fact, that makes it more enjoyable. <laughs> I mean, he's still on our podcast 20, 30, whatever many years later. I think it's 50 anyway, years. We're old. Yeah. So I had mon I got mono and I got two magazines, you know, because I was stuck in bed for like two weeks. And I got. Um, Just two? <laughs> well, there was, a, there was some albums. Reader, there was, are you not? No, there's some other things too, but like there was oh. two two magazines that came out. One was the summer movie issue of Entertainment Weekly, and it had this movie that people were thought would, might be pretty cool called Pulp Fiction. And the other one was and this movie that... Oh, movie's great. great movie. And there's another one that came out either before or after the issue. Uh, it was all about some new Disney movie, and it was like, is this movie going to revive the, the Disney uh, problems with animation? And it was The Lion King, mm. which I, obviously there was uh, Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. And stuff. I was going to say, it was, that, I think that's... It wasn't the revive. It was. It was. Is it going to keep it going? Okay. All right. Yeah. Because at that the the Disney Renaissance, I believe, started with I want to say Little Mermaid. Yeah. Yeah. I Little Mermaid. It, it was Little Mermaid, then Beauty and the Beauty and the Beast, and then Aladdin, and then Lion King. So I mean, that was yeah. like the golden age, or yeah. the resurgence. Yeah. So, the Lion King thing never worked out, sadly, but that's fine. <laughs> well, no, it worked out yeah. fine until they oh, decided no, they good. wanted to make it live action. Yeah. Stop. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Anyway, it was a t Entertainment Weekly, and then I became a subscriber and basically was a subscriber uh, pretty much until I got out of college and was paying for everything on my own, and that was the you know minimum wage, et cetera, et cetera. So that was cut. Uh, but the reason I'm telling you this is Entertainment Weekly uh, last week had their final print edition come out. Oh, no shit. They're now a online-only service. Really? Uh, the, ep the issue is going – it had uh, the Kenobi – series oh, okay. like shots on it 
Um, but that was going to be the last Entertainment Weekly. And, uh, you know, obviously everything's online. Why? You know, even if you get a magazine subscription, uh, you're going to pretty much by the time it shows up in your mailbox, you already know the stories. Like, did you did you get that last issue? Of I actually did not because I, I only knew about this um, because of a, another podcast that I follow. I'm not sure which one posted it in like their chat room. They said this is the last this is the last one. And I didn't know I didn't know hear about this. I was like the last one that you're getting or the last one forever. And I looked it up and it was, it was like forever. forever. Um, it is, it's interesting cause it's cutting 200 jobs, but mm. making 100 jobs. So it's still um, a loss of 100 jobs. Yeah. Uh, which is only 3% of the total staff of the, the, uh, publication that company's publication side. Um, there's a couple other things that are getting cut out like healthy eating, going all online. I think a lot of this makes sense in some ways. Like I get subscriptions to magazines, but I get it so that I can just log in and read the stories when I, when it gets to a paywall. Um, right. But you know, there was a lot of, even though entertainment weekly was mainstream, I think some of the writers were not all mainstream and every so often there would be an album that I'd never heard of that showed up. I mean, they, they reviewed Nirvana Nevermind long before anyone knew about it. Um, and movies, stuff like that. You know, like I heard about some Kevin Smith movies before. I heard about, there's some other ones I can't think of them right now, but it just. There, there was always just, surprising little things, things in there. Yeah. And they didn't take up a lot of page, but it was, you know, you could tell that it wasn't all Melrose Place and whatever else, you know, and this was in the 90s, right. of course, when I was getting it. But so. Uh, rest in peace print issue of Entertainment Weekly. I kind of want to grab it just for. History well, sake, yeah, but... and that's why I was asking. I was like, you know, just for, just for um, history's sake. Well, as you know from our conversation before we hit record, I am at a very I have no space because my I started collecting toys because of you. Son of a bitch. You're welcome. And I I'm like if I tried if I tried to fit one more magazine into or anything into my office, it's going to explode like the Monty Python sketch. Like it's. <laughs> It's, I, would you would you like a mint? It's a wafer thin. Like, that's what's going to happen to my office. I have a uh, I have another friend who's not allowed to speak to me on the phone anymore when his wife is present because every time I talk to him, he's buying more shit. <laughs> You're. <laughs> I'm like, hey, they released another Star Wars helmet. He's like, God damn it! Yeah. You're terrible for everybody. Well, when I answer the phone, I always am very sure to tell you who's in the car with me at the time. Well, there's child's that. in the car. I have to censure myself around the child. For sure. You're you're bad like, for hey, everyone. Donkey fucker, what's account? up? <laughs> I'm like, hi, Rob. <laughs> like, you fucked any donkeys today? No, but I am driving my child and all of his friends to daycare. <laughs> Did they Literally fuck any donkeys? <laughs> no, we don't pay extra at the daycare. Rob, <laughs> Rob doesn't know how daycare works. <laughs> <laughs> That's so much more money to, to get them into the pet Oh, zoo. my God. <laughs> I came across a story today that I thought was somewhat interesting. And the I'll, I'll just read the title to you. Male spiders have evolved a post-sex catapult to escape cannibalistic females. <laughs> Have, haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Spring. 
Sounds like a party to me. Uh, I don't know. I don't understand. Oh my god. Um. Well, it, like the praying mantis, uh, female spiders have a habit of like ripping the male's head off or like cannibalizing the male body. Uh, the the males for food basically after sex. Everything you're saying sounds um, like a party. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some male spiders that have developed a defense mechanism that launches them very quickly away from the female after after coitus has been completed. So we're going to call this postcoital spiders. Um, yes, absolutely postcoital spiders fleeing themselves. Flinging themselves away from the female so that they can avoid being eaten after copulating. <laughs> and and based on based on what they've what they've seen and researched, it's it's basically the equivalent of a five ten guy jumping three quarters of a mile after he has sex with a female. Now I live or just having sex after you know, because we, we don't judge here. I, um, I live very, very close to the UCF, so there's dorms all over the place. I can only imagine going out. It would out, be landing like, on your just, roof and shit. I can only imagine like going out like on a Saturday morning and seeing these things these flying, flying everywhere. through the air. Yeah, looking like in a, like a map when they show like the end of the world where they show all the missiles <laughs> being launched and it's like like lines coming, big lines of people. Yeah, big, big arcs coming out of the apartment complex. It's like, wow. <laughs> this was a particularly busy Saturday. Okay. Yo, right. you, uh, man, a lot of people yesterday had a really was Cinco de Mayo. Now night. I see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some people made some tequila fueled decisions uh-huh. last night, did they? Mm, they did. They did, in fact. So funny. Dudes like landing on the hood of my car and like shaking themselves off and wandering away. Like, uh, in a daze. <laughs> yeah. Just, just like wandering off. A question I saw where someone's like, what do you say? Uh, what, do you, what are you actually supposed to say after sex? Like, you know, it's not a problem if you're a spider. Boing. <laughs> <laughs> so, was it good for you? Boing. Uh, uh, Where'd you go? <laughs> <laughs> like a, a hole in the, in the ceiling in the shape of number? like a person. Boing. <laughs> a hole in the wall of the dorm room in the shape of like a person. <laughs> like one of those fucking cartoons. Yep. The hell do you read? You found spider sex. I believe it or spider not. Porn. It was on <laughs> Gizmodo. Porn. Do not Google spider porn. There's no possible way. <laughs> that that will not be you know what? I'm gonna do that right now. No. Oh god. Spider. There's one hundred percent gonna be insertion. Spider porn. Tarantula. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, so he he t- listeners, he took this bullet for you. <laughs> I'm going to give you uh, 10 words to describe what you're seeing because I can't handle more than 10 words. There. Oh. What was that? <laughs> I can't tell if that was approval or disapproval. I'm not sure. <laughs> right? Um, I'm like, is he done or is he scared? This one or is he just starting? <laughs> what are you seeing? What, it was the, what is the oh thumbnail? Oh, my God. Well. The first couple of entries you are all 100% just made Omar spit water out of his mouth or something. <laughs> I need a new microphone. The first the first several entries are all hentai. Uh, okay. Everything after that is like Spider-Man cosplay. Uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But Oh no. The uh the second listing is Spider fucks woman. <sighs> um 
What the shit am I looking I, at? I don't know. Gonna I'm, leave that to you. <laughs> I've never been more happy that I cannot see your screen. <laughs> this is like a close-up picture of a cervix. Did somebody stick a spider in their... What the fuck am I looking at? I am not drunk enough. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, That's he's like at the bit. bottom of his second glass of pure alcohol. What the shit am I looking... What is this? I I can't. I No, I can't. I'm done. <laughs> You, have you lost all trust in humanity? I, well, you I have. I don't know. I don't even know what I just watched. What? what? I feel violated. What was working, that? Yeah? That's good. Oh, my God. Okay. I got to get more alcohol while you talk about Florida, right, Florida Man. Man. Okay. I gotta find the Florida Man story because uh, I posted one there for you, and I, I had I had my uh, oh, it's because it wasn't a Florida Man story; it was mine. I have a Florida woman Woman. story because we uh, so we live in Florida, and weird stuff happens in Florida. So you know we're we do welcome to Florida, WTF, and we're going to talk about her name is Sarah Freudenthal. Okay. You know who Sarah Freudenthal is? Do you know what she did? I, I do not. I'm sure Omar has met her once <laughs> or twice, though. Uh, I don't think he's her type. Sarah Freudenthal actually does have that swooshy Karen haircut. Um, That's a hard no. But it's less suburban soccer mom and more, uh, well, we'll just say lesbian because it is. So Sarah Freudenthal, uh, she is 53 years old, and she is was uh, in St. Petersburg. She was taken to the county jail because she of domestic battery. You know what she did? Does uh, it she involve was, spiders? No okay. spiders. There's no spiders. Uh, she was angry at her live-in girlfriend and picked up their family cat and held it onto her girlfriend's face. Oh! Until it got angry and scratched the shit out of her girlfriend's what face. What the fuck? That's crazy. Why did her girlfriend lay there and let that happen? Well... Uh, she, uh, Susan, was had been accused of cheating by her girlfriend. And so Susan, you just let them hold the cat on your face? I well, so so the one holding the cat was accused of cheating, and she said, "I swear on this cat that I did not cheat on you." The cat, and she was that, holding the it up work? to her girlfriend's face. Can, can I don't do know. That? I don't. I don't think so. I have two cats, and I don't think so. Uh, held it up to her girlfriend's face, and her girlfriend was like standing there, being like, "She cheated on me." And the cat got angry and swiped and sliced up her face, the girlfriend's face. Um, so I swear on this cat that I am smothering you with. I don't. <laughs> I did not. I mean, a cat can turn pretty quick. I don't know if the if it was actually pressed into the face. And I and I there's there's a lot of ways we can go with this this story, and I'm I'm not taking any of them. You know, cats and. There's no, I'm not going there. All I'm saying is that there was a cat held out to someone's face. There were claws, and she, now there's a woman in prison or jail, probably, as a result of this. I, I very frequently wish that a woman would hold the cat in my face. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> What's another word for cat? <laughs> I feel I so dirty for saying that, but it's not it's not untrue. It's not untrue. 
Uh, I do like the fact that the police say the cat became distressed <laughs> and scratched the victim in the face. Yeah. We're all distressed from the story. So, <laughs> you know, if she was a spider, she could have gotten away. <laughs> Boing. Oh, this is how it's going to be. See ya. Boing. <laughs> Quarter of a mile later. Boom. Done. <laughs> Land, lands on top of like a 7-Eleven. <laughs> Fuck off. Can we talk now? Boing. Lands like Black Widow. No spider pun intended. On top of a Seven yeah. Eleven. So you are why, the Florida. Why do, woman. why do you why why do you land like flip your hair like that? I don't. It, it doesn't. It, no, I don't. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> yeah, that's uh... okay. Florida just gets weirder and weirder. Okay, no problem. I'll chalk that one up. The cat was not hurt, by the way. Nothing bad happened to the cat. Because when I was googling uh, cat assault in Florida, I had some concerns what about. Would you as many yeah. concerns as, as you did with the spider sex. <clears throat> spider sex. Spider, spider sex. sex. Do whatever a spider can. Oh my god. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I'm going to keep going here because uh, let's talk about patrons. We need to do that apparently because, you know. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're I flocking now. We might have they're just chased yeah. everybody they're off coming in droves at this point they're they, lining up in droves right because our listeners are going to know that we're going to do wonderful things with our money after what we've been like tonight okay so um we have what what is commonly known as a patreon <clears throat> you <laughs> for the low low price of five dollars can be invited into our discord chat where um you <laughs> and the discord chat the good thing about it is it's not just us it's actually cool intelligent people that you can chat with yeah um you get early they're basically the barriers they're protecting the world from us <laughs> they're, they're the buffers you get early access to the movie that we're going to review or to you know whatever else we might be talking about early access to the top five list we do a birthday episode for you um Never turns out pretty for the person whose birthday it is, but it's fun for the rest of us. <laughs> if you want to get into a higher range, higher than $5, you can get show note access. You can curinate, curate an episode, not curinate. Don't, don't curinate it. <laughs> curinate. We're going to curinate. Don't curinate on an episode. Curination, that is the act of making pickles using one's own urine. Curination. You can join us um, uh, and, and uh, on, on, on some of our episodes, face. which is a lot of fun, actually. Um, Alec has done that a couple times, and we love it. Um, so if you go to patreon.com. Certain listeners were supposed to provide a top, special top five for Rob's birthday last week, and they failed me. Oh, oh. I was going to say I fucking escaped, and nobody did shit for my birthday. Uh, Woo! Well, well, don't. There's still time, yeah. Rob. Jubals, Jubals was uh, was on the, he was up, and he said he would try to do it, but he didn't. Well, he's busy. He's got stuff. He's got a lot of things going on. It'll yeah, come well. through. We'll, we'll do it. Failed me. Nah. I've got a lot of things going on on his face. Oh, Jesus. So if you go to patreon.com while ignoring Rob slash give me five podcast, um, you can't, you also, you too can jump in on all of this madness. And when I say give me five podcast, it's F I V E, not the number five, please. Not. That's probably some other group of dudes who are really lame, not cool like us. Yeah. They didn't survive. No, past they don't the exist. First, uh, yeah, they they didn't survive past the first Avengers movie. 
they gave up. That's true. Like what? Twenty episodes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Like that. gone. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Or maybe uh, I sent someone to kill them. <laughs> Nobody likes a quitter. Or I sent someone to kill them. But speaking of so speaking quit. of killing, yeah. Segway. Mm-hmm. Mm. Conve- we're going to go into our topics. I'm going to talk about confessions, or sorry, conversation with the killer, the John Wayne Gacy tapes. God damn it! We're going to call this confessions with a killer, right? It- well, it's because the re- the little red line that says that like should you've capitalized this is in the middle of the notes, and it's making me like, or maybe I misspelled it. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, it came out on 420. <laughs> 420. On, <laughs> Confess. Uh, <Netflix. laughs> Um, and it did. It does, in fact, uh, it is a documentary, so it does star an asshole serial killer, sack of shit, who should be eternally stung in the scrotum by a thousand hornets. That's uh, John Wayne Gacy. And uh, also some cops that put him in jail. Thank you, cops that put him in jail. Well, uh, and you know how I feel about these shows. Yeah, this one's inter- This one is interesting and better done than most. It's actually as good as the previous conversations with the killer that they did on Bundy. Oh, so this is like a series? Uh, it's the same director, okay. and he's he's good. So but I know. Sti- uh, I mean, it's still the whole glorification of the killer. I mean, he gets his name out there. He gets talked about. Even he's dead. After I, I know, very, I very know dead. he's dead. But I mean, you still, you still put the idea out there. I mean, like the the kids from Columbine who were like, oh, you know, they're going to be talking about us long after we're dead. I mean, it's it's one of those things. It encourages people to to do horrible things because they know that their name is going to be remembered. They'll get that notoriety. That they should fade into obscurity. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. And they should never be remembered. Uh, their names should never be mentioned, in my opinion. I kind of agree with that. Like, because that's one of yeah, the reasons that they do it is for like, well, they're, they're twisted anyway, but they enjoy the notoriety of it. They enjoy the, mm-hmm. the right? I mean... Yeah. There's, there's different reasons. There's are there are based on psych the psychologists and the the criminologists. There are uh, process killers, which uh, wait, so there's process killers which who their thing is they like the act of killing, and that's what gets them off. And then there's product killers where they're basically necrophiliacs that they don't like. Like uh, Dahmer was a product killer. He didn't like killing. He actually was an alcoholic. I mean, he was still a piece of shit, but you know, he, he wanted people to stop leaving him. So he found a way to do that. And hey, obviously severe mental illness sure. on that one. There and all go. of them. I'm going to stop by later. I want you to take an ice bath before I get there. That's fair. Again, that's me. I do it anyway. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the, this John Wayne Gacy thing, I knew, I know a little bit about him from various, um, true crime books, broadcasts, etc. Uh, this one uh, was interesting because you did get to you saw some of the like into his house and stuff like that. But specifically, you actually got a chance to hear from some of the people that survived him, which I thought was very interesting and very chilling. Because they, I mean, I believe we don't know, but probably thirty three people he he killed uh, young men. Uh, and as a result, he was able to do it for a long time because every time someone was like, hey, my so-and-so disappeared and mentioned anything about he was last seen at this gay bar or this area of town, the police in the 70s Didn't at the time were just like, oh, he's probably just a runaway, or that's icky, <clears throat> or... 
I don't like, want to go there. They just didn't care. They just yeah. yeah. They didn't take it seriously. It's not that even that it was more. It, I'll to put it here somewhere. Now it's like if you know of someone who is a severe drug addict and they pass away, sometimes you're like, "Oh, we kind of expected that," which sounds very very sad. But at a certain point, you keep on trying to help someone, and it's kind of like that back then. It was like people were in were putting themselves in dangerous situations and the police looked at it that way and thought oh these people are probably runaways they're they didn't find bodies they never found any bodies so they didn't know so while i do think that in some cases the cops dropped the ball in other cases the guy was burying them all under his house so he, there was no possible way that anyone knew and since they're disappearing um, it makes sense that they're just runaways like it it sort of tracks yeah. i get that okay yeah <clears throat> now the thing that happened and where it kind of starts is a 15-year-old kid has a job at, at a uh, photo mat, and he's trying to save money to buy – I forget what it was. I think it was maybe a drum set. I don't know. Something. It was something that you could – you're like, oh, that's so sad. Uh, and he was trying to save up money, and this construction worker guy offered him a gig, and that was the last time he's ever seen the thing was is that he was just a 15-year-old kid who had a great family life. There was no possible chance he would run away. It was his mom's birthday that night, and he disappears. And there's no, like, anyone that knew him was like, no, there's no, it wouldn't have happened. And that's how they finally re realized there was something wrong, um, that these people weren't just running away. Um, oh, okay. So the other person that worked with him at the store, the the – she is now a doctor in Colorado, and she's a, a military reservist and doctor. So she was in Afghanistan helping people, and now she's a pediatrician in Colorado. But she had she was like buddies with this kid, and was wearing his jacket when she was working the photo mat, and because she was cold, it was Chicago in the winter, and every time the door opened, she would like freeze. So she basically she was about to throw away one of the you know when you used to get photos developed, there was that tear away thing mm -hmm. on the top, like the receipt. So she tore one and she threw it away and then she's like – and it was for some other customer and then she realized, uh, what if this customer comes back for his receipt? And she just picked it up and put it in the pocket. But it was someone else's jacket. She gave the jacket back to the guy and when they went to uh, Gacy's house, they actually found that receipt in his garbage can. And that's the luck of how Holy they actually Holy crap. Caught. How random is that? Yeah. Uh, it's just <sighs> – this one was actually was genuinely chilling. You know, I've seen so many horror movies and stuff like that. There's not a lot that freaks me out. This one was, you know, walking the dog afterwards. You're kind of looking over your head, over your shoulder. Even though it was just like a short, fat, dumpy dude. Like, he would, like, wrestle around with someone and get them in handcuffs, and that was it. If he got the handcuffs on you, of course, right, you're, you're done. done. And they talked about there's one thing I thought was interesting is the. They show all this, like, the first time they went to his house, when this person's body was actually in the freaking attic, the police came to the house, found the receipt, found a, and they found, found, like, crazy large sex toys. Like, the type that you would give to someone as, like, a gag gift, never, knowing full well if they ever tried to use it, it would cause severe physical harm. They found all this stuff, and then the cop was like... Yeah, and the really weird thing we found was this hallway, and it's painted with, like, this zigzag line, kind of like 
you know the um those old brown vans that everyone used to have with like the orange stripe on yeah. the back that like goes and then it has like an angle up and like the hallway like the of his house was like painted with a line he was talking yeah he was like talking about this line in the hallway and i'm like that's the weirdest thing you found <laughs> not the like 17 inch long dong like that that is way weirder uh this is a three episode series and the thing i really like about it is and it's sad that they have to do this there are still eight people that they do not know who they are um they and even with dna um they are still trying to figure it out they in 2021 they actually did solve one of the crimes and it wasn't something it they thought it was a runaway. Um, I believe his sister was like, you know, finally, like we did, we just thought that he ran away because he wasn't happy at home. We didn't know. Um, but there are, I don't know if it's a nine or eight people left. So they actually show the photos of these kids alive, obviously, and with their names and, or they show photos of the people that were, were killed. But also I think they show photos of other people that went missing in that area like the Des Plaines, Chicago, whatever area, and in hopes that maybe they can actually solve some of these. So um, I thought it was I, I thought it was very well done and respectful. It was there was nothing else other than people talking about what a what a loser this guy was. That's crazy, dude. That's really sad. That's he like can eat my balls. Also, he's the reason why we're all scared of of clowns because he was also a. If you don't know anything about um, John Wayne Gacy, he was also a party clown. Um, the wood. <laughs> that sounds like something else. <laughs> yeah, that's bonkers, man. He was. Uh, he made up his own clown persona named Pogo the Clown, and it was the most terror terrorizing or terrifying clown. Like the Halloween Horror Nights clown has nothing on Pogo. Creepy, creepy. Clowns dude. are weird anyway, but. So is he is, honest? Is this really where like all the weird clown phobia, whatever you want to call it? It is where it started because, like, in the seventies when they finally caught him, late seventies, early eighties, it was big news because they were like, you know, day one, we found a body in the crawl space. Day two, we found six more bodies in the crawl space, and then it was like, oh, that was Pogo the clown. He was at my oh, work picnic. Geez. I mean, he was a he was a man about town. He was, he had a bloated sense of self-worth. He was um, one of those people that was on all sorts of like boards. You know, like when you're like, oh, so-and-so oh, is, really? works for the YMCA and he was uh, the treasurer for the JCs and he was on this fundraising group for for uh, some Democrat. He was, he's actually one of the few um, that was like, he was an actual politician. Um, so that could be one of the reasons why some of the stuff got brushed over, because Cook County was is notorious for that. That's wild. Um, yeah, I didn't know that he was so like kind of like, around, like out and about in town. I didn't know that. I never heard that about him. Yeah, he had like a, a tiki bar in his basement, and that's how you'd get you know people to come out and be like, "Hey, you want to see a stag film?" That's like literally what he would do. And some people are like, "Yeah, sure." So if a weird, creepy guy invites you to his house to watch pornography, just be aware all of the pornography you can want is on the internet, including spiders. And, and it's all about spiders in, in women's cervixes, <sighs> which is weird. 
Yeah. And I still don't know what I watched. Something I will never, ever see. You should Google. That is the good byproduct of having both of my computers be attached to work. I cannot. I cannot. Rob's getting subliminal with the spider porn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thankfully, uh, he is long dead. uh, 1994. But if you... If you want a, a something that will freak you out, uh, if you want something that will make you feel again, this is a, that's a good way to go. So now tell me about Russians and dolls. Well, let's see. They're terrible. Uh, and they invade under other countries for, for no reason. For, <laughs> well, not Wait, the same. Not? not the same Russian doll. Um, although I heard Putin does like to be called, you know, doll face. You're going to fall out of a window, dude. <laughs> yeah, I should shut up. Um, Russian doll season two. You're Ukrainian, aren't you? Me? I'm Ukrainian adjacent. <laughs> um, I'm Romanian, but we do share a border with the Ukraine. It's all the same. It's Canadian. Russian doll just came out. Oh, you know what? I don't even have that. It, it's like it came out like a week ago and I can't. So the 20th. Was it the 20th also? Okay, so April 20th. Uh, this is Russian Doll Season 2. Um, I guess it seems that it took, obviously, a little while for Season 2 because of COVID and everything. But it stars Natasha Leone. Leone? Leone? Is it Leone? Leone. <clears throat> um, Charlie Bennett, Greta Lee, Annie Murphy, Rebecca Henderson, Elizabeth Ashley... Dasha Polanco, Yul Vasquez, um, Chloe Savani, Charlotte Copley, who is unrecognizable. No, that's not true. He's he he he's got this like chameleon thing where like it's like who is this? And it took me a minute to catch it. Um, there's a big cast that, that that's did, like some of the more that was more of the main characters. Um, who did he play? He plays a, a character called um, Chez. Oh, okay. All right. So I I saw the first episode, but he plays a large part. Yeah. In it. So I'm I'm on episode 5 out of 8. And I haven't seen him again. I'm not saying he was he doesn't show up cuz this show is weird, but but he he does a great job and it's just so far it's a little bit part. If it's just that one episode, you know, if you look at it through the entire arc of the of the season, it's not a huge 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 part, but I feel like he'll show up again. Um Really, really good. He's a great actor anyway. So in the first season, if you recall, Natasha Leone's character, um, Nadia Vulva, what is it? Nadia, um, Russian word I can't pronounce. Volova, something like that. Um, I, I've, I've always just heard her as Nadia. I didn't realize that they actually said her last name. Yeah, no, I'm just looking it up now, like on, on, you know, whatever, IMDB or whatever. Um, she dies over and over again, and is ca- it's like and, yeah, head. and it's like exactly it's like caught in this loop. Well, th- what you get through sort of like dialogue is this is a couple of years later. It's about three years later. Yeah, like three, right. I think. And instead of dying and and going over and over again, she ends up on a subway in New York, but. 
through the usual mystical weirdness like from the season one, instead of dying, when she gets off the subway, she's in the early 1980s. And then she can just get back on the subway and come back to our day, like to our time. So she goes back and forth that way. And, and a mystery slowly starts to emerge about her past. Um, and her family had to flee had to flee from the Nazis during World War II. Her family's Jewish. And there's um, some gold coins that come into play that, that, get, that get successfully hidden from the Nazis, and it ends up in her family. Um, and I don't want to get too into it, but that's the, that's the basic plot of the story. But it's, it's well done. Well, and then they get stolen from her family, It, it does right? get stolen, that, and that's another thing. That's a good point, because that's only, like, first episode, so it's not a huge spoiler. In the first episode, it's revealed that, that this character, played by Charlton Copley, steals the coins from Nadia's mother in the early mm-hmm. 80s. Um, Nadia's mother, played by um, Chloe Savini. And... And she straight up loses her shit when she realizes that she's in her mom's body. Oh, that's wild. You she yeah, that's a really cool scene. She just watching watching her realize that she's in her mom's body was just over the top and I'm like, Damn, "Well, and that's, that's a t- it's a testament yeah, to her acting because okay. she did a really good job." Yeah. Like, she did a very good job. Yeah, she she's very um, good. Um her character is you know, it's in a, it's a bit of an extreme character. She's like, you know, very modern New York woman. You know, like really kind of like boisterous and smoking and drinks whiskey and shit, you know. But I love her character. She's so cool. Like it's 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 well done and she plays it very, very well. She like she plays it to the hilt. Um the st- Yeah, that, that scene where she walks into the bar and orders uh-huh. a bourbon and the bartender is like Are you are you sure? Are you sure? Honey? Yeah, honey, that's right. Because it's the early eighties and of course yeah. Women don't drink it's that. It's like 82, yeah. I think. 82. Uh, is it 82? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah. Yeah, very, very well done. The, 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 they do a good job of putting you back in that time period. She's not the only one. This isn't really a big spoiler either. If you recall in the first season, Charlie Barrett plays uh, the character of Alan, and Al- she learns that Alan is also dying and repeating his... His his yeah. um day, well, Alan also gets on the subway and he ends up in a different time period. He ends up in Berlin in 1962. Oh Jesus! And that's a whole other story arc. So that it's it's very well done. Like it gets as the story goes, it as it progresses, as the episodes progress, the story gets a little bit bigger, and the mystery of what she's of what. Uh, Nadia is looking for, you know, widens and widens. So, it, very, very well done. The other thing, yeah, I mean, she just got back on the subway. How the fuck does he get back? <clears throat> Same. Oh, there. Okay, there's. The oh yeah, yeah. There were subways in. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Back in those days in oh. Berlin, yeah, sure. Um, same, same idea. He gets on the. He gets on a in the in the little train and he comes back and forth. Except he, his character is, I can't remember her name, um, his character is a black woman from, uh, was it Nigeria? And she's embroiled in a plot 
that I don't want to get into because it's revealed. It's revealed pretty cool the way that they reveal it. Um, okay. <clears throat> the other great thing about it is the music. The theme song for this, because it kind of appears in every episode, seems to be Bella Lugosi's Dead by Bauhaus. Mm-hmm. Like, they just play that a lot. But just the music in general, there's like just great song after great song throughout throughout each episode. Um, they do a really good job. And it's not music that's like, it's not like mainstream usual type stuff. It's, it's, it's very, very cool. We should talk about the music for the next Hi. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm trying to leave room for what will inevitably be a very long and probably dangerous Rob rant. Um, I don't want to I don't want anyone to get hurt. <laughs> this just seems like such like it's going to be exhausting because I never finished the first season. I did like it. I just didn't finish. Well, it's funny. So I feel like I have take to take this it. opportunity to finish this. No, because I'm in the I'm in the midst of some other like highbrow like crazy mind bending stuff. I'm I'm watching Severance and that's gonna that's breaking my brain as oh, well. We gotta, we gotta clue me in on that one later on. That'll be next episode when I have finished right. Severance. Yeah, well, maybe I'll watch it. Is it all right? We'll talk about that later. Um, Apple TV. Okay. Um, I do recommend this. I don't know that it's as good as the first season. Um, it's definitely watchable. It it did get some less than favorable reviews online, but I don't always go by that. I mean, if you're enjoying the show, you're enjoying the show and it is clearly you've never read our reviews. <laughs> I stay away. <laughs> I can't, I can't handle that. Um, so I don't want to know. It's not exactly. It, it's, it's, it's kind of a similar vibe because it's the same characters and whatnot, but it, it's, it's not, I wouldn't say it's as tightly written as the first season. But it's it's pretty good. I, I I recommend at least giving it a try. And if you don't you don't like it, that's okay. But give it a shot. It's it's a pretty well done thing. And just just Natasha Leone and and, and just watching her is is worth it because she 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 nails it. She's such a badass. Like her character is very cool. She's a great actor. She she really is. I I, I enjoy watching her yeah. role. Um, she she plays that role very well. And it seems very natural for her. And I, I, I almost imagine that that's kind of what she's like in real life. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's actually really well put. It feels it, like that's her. It's so natural yeah. for her that it, it feels like that's just her. In I her like life. want it to be her. Like, I, I hope that's how she really is. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, I mean, you can you can watch a role and be like, OK, yeah, this is cool. You know, he's. He's he's acting or whatever, but you know, you occasionally you'll come across an actor who like when they're acting, you're like, Man, this this seems really natural for right. them. And this is probably what they're like in real life. And that is definitely her in this show. Like you watch some of the roles with Nicolas Cage where he's like an absolute psycho, but like a fun psycho, and you're like, I bet that's what he's like in real life, because this seems really natural for him. Agreed. Like a psycho that you really want at your party until yes. three thirty, and he's the last person left. And you're like, "All right, dude, you need to go." And he's like, he's just getting warmed doing up, doing that thing with yeah. like, he's got like a knife, and he's doing that thing where he like slams, you know, like goes around your fingers. <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're like, "Uh, <laughs> I think it's time now." Or he won't leave the pinball machine. The pinball you know, machine. one of those things. <laughs> Natasha Leon. Leon. She was. Uh, she was apparently Opal. In Pee Wee's Playhouse, the little girl in Pee Wee's Playhouse. No shit, really. No way. 
Yeah. In my mind just now. Okay. Wow. All right. That's pretty awesome. Uh, first time I ever saw her. Well, obviously, I think most of us saw her first time in American, in American right. Pie, but she was also in a show called uh, Slums of Beverly, or a movie called Slums of Beverly Hills, which I was, was going to say, really I, I remember that movie and I remember, I remember being like, I don't remember her in it, but I remember, I remember the title of the movie. I don't know that I ever, it was one of those, like, we only had two of them on the wall at Blockbuster, but it was, yeah. Uh, and it was, I remember being like, oh, that might be a movie, that might be something to watch because she was in it and, and from American Pie, you know what I mean? But I never saw it. Was it, was that a pretty solid flick? Like, was it all right? It was, it's worth it's, it. it's um, I don't remember much about it, but it was definitely right. good. Hmm. If I remember correctly, like Alan Arkin or Correct. someone was also. Alan there was Arkin. like a, yep. a good older actor or something. I don't know why I remember that. And wasn't, but... was it Abigail Breslin that was in it as well? No, that was... Uh, that was Miss Sunshine. That was uh, Miss Lona Sunshine. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Okay. Um, so Russian Doll Season 2, I I say at, the, at a minimum, just give it a try. If you like the first season, yeah. jump in. I'm glad that she's she's had a continued career and hasn't had to resort to spider porn. Well, let's not <laughs> knock spider porn, which is, but which is pretty much what we all really hope for our children is that they never have to resort to spider porn. Yes, yes. Well, speaking of spider porn, what about the Northman? I'm going to take a nap. You guys <sighs> just that, text me when it's over. Was that a, was that really a segue? I don't I don't know that that qualifies. <laughs> I don't think that was a segue. My segues are more like jazz. Both of those things yeah. confused you. <laughs> the movie the and itself. the spider you, Well, Jesus. Yeah, I... Um... Well, I went to see The Northman this weekend with a friend of mine. Is that person still <laughs> friends with you? They are. That's they a are. fair question. It, uh, it, was, it was released on April 22nd, 2022. It's directed by Robert Eggers. And it does star Alexander Skarsgård, uh, Nicole Kidman, Cleus Bang, Ethan Hawke, Anna Taylor-Joy, Gustav Lind, Elliot Rose, Willem Dafoe, Phil Martin, Eldar Scar, and, and a bunch of others. The synopsis and, you know, the, the synopsis is kind of biased. From visionary director Robert Eggers comes The Northman an action-filled epic that follows a young Viking prince on his quest to avenge his father's murder. A movie in which, if you do not like it, you suck donkey balls. Yeah, apparently. Um, I gotta admit, I'm, I'm just kind of dumbfounded. Uh, the, the movie had a rating of 8.9 out of 10 at the time that me and my friend went to see it. I mean, granted that rating is falling a little bit, but it's still listed at 7.9. So, I I don't get it. I mean, have we have we gotten to the point where anything that is not like the big budget superhero movie is kind of gushed upon by all the pundits and cinemaphiles, you know, just longing to have a circle jerk where they can have a bukkake party with it? Um, wow. Yeah. I couldn't react in real time because I had my, my mic muted because I was typing something. I mean, how the <laughs> fuck do you manage to make a movie about Vikings boring as shit? I mean, 
all the people saying there's a ton of action and the fight scenes are amazing. I'm like, what fucking fight scenes? There was, there was literally one beheading, one nose chop off and a village raid. And that was it. Literally every other fight scene happened off camera. Think about that. A movie about revenge. And the protagonist says, I'm going to go kill people. Walks off screen. Cut to morning. People are horrified by what they found. But we didn't see anything. I mean, what the shit? What is this garbage? I mean... God. I, I really feel like this movie... This movie played up like the psychedelic drug connection. I mean, they've got the king and the prince in the very beginning, in the very beginning, acting like dogs, doing drugs and being fed by a master from a bowl, like some kind of duo of submissives looking for domination. I'm like, what what the fuck is going on? And and I really feel like people are like, oh, this is so deep and meaningful because they're like, oh, I don't want any more superhero movies. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you can just put shit on the screen. I mean, the, okay. So there's a coup. The kid escapes the coup, and he rows off into the ocean, says, I will avenge you, father. I will save you, mother. I will kill you, Fjolnir. Cut to like 10 years later. He's apparently a badass, but we don't really know because we haven't really seen any fighting, and we have no friggin' clue as to what's going on. It's just cutaways. I mean, it's like... Friggin' family guy. <laughs> I'll watch that. I mean, he... He... There's a point where he poses as a slave, but it's totally not believable because at every opportunity he gets, he slips away. Like... I mean, no one says shit. And it's like, how the... How in the hell is this slave slipping away at every opportunity and nobody notices? I mean, and I mean, there was at no point in him pretending to be a slave was there any kind of risk, and there was no danger. So there, was, I mean, there was really no believability there. It's like, oh, I'm going to be a slave, but I'm still going to do whatever the fuck I want. No, that that's not how that works. Are you serious? And for a movie about... It's because uh, Vikings were known to be tender slave owners. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Okay, they, all right. They only yeah. whipped you severely with the softest of whips and whatever they used the, back then. The movie is about revenge, and all of the killing is off screen? What? I, 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 don't, I don't even know what to do with that. How do you... How do you claim this is an action movie? It's... It's all very muted. It's all really slow. I mean, Greg, you you said something about the the director being like known for a slow burn. I don't even think there was anything on fire. I mean, everything was just like was just like gray, dreary, overcast, just talking. There was so the director did The Witch um and The Lighthouse, both of which are people either love them or hate them, and you. I'm, and to be honest, I I like them both. I'm but guessing I can I also second category. And I I like them both, but I also understand why other people don't like them. 
Just like there's some movies that like people love, and I'm like, yeah, it's pretentious, and I can't do with it. But he he literally kills the guy's son and cuts his heart out. That's that's super metal, right? Yeah. Well, I would say that 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 is fairly metal. No, he did it while the guy was asleep, and the guy could apparently sleep through a fucking hurricane. Since him and the guy's mother were arguing in the next room, and he comes out and just stabs Rip Van Winkle in the chest. (laughs) And then, oh, guess what? We've got another cutaway. Now we're at the funeral, and Dad notices that his heart has been removed and informs the audience. I'm like, what the shit? I don't think this is natural causes. I mean... Bjorn, come here. Literally, this Does this look like a missing heart to you? This scene would have been better if Eric, that's what I'm calling him, by the way, since Eric Northman was his role in True Blood. Oh. Northman? Eric Northman? Oh. Oh. Yeah. Any any kind of any kind of uh, yeah. relation there? Maybe? I don't know. But the scene would have been completely better had Eric just yelled, Kalima! Then we would have fucking <laughs> known what he was doing. I mean, uh, this movie is such garbage. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert, there's a plot twist. His mom asked for the husband to be killed. Apparently, she was being abused. Thanks, M. Night Shyamalan. Way to ram that social commentary in there. I I don't... I mean, there was literally nothing... Breathe. Breathe. He was... He was very involved with his son was very loving, and that was all we saw of him. And I get that, you know, sometimes, you know, people, you don't really know the true person. Blah, 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 Remember blah. Remember what your therapist said, Rob. You just it, sing the 12 Nights of Christmas backwards. I mean... When you feel like this. When that vein starts popping in your forehead. Oh, my God. And, and I get it, you know? Domestic violence is fucking terrible. But, I mean, why ram that in there? I, I mean, yeah, mom asked for him to be killed. All right. Fucking great. Plot twist. Woo! He's not going to save his mom. Mom asked for the kid's father to be killed? Yeah. No, she actually asked for both of them to be killed. She wanted to kill the kid and the husband. I'm like... So this is 10 years in the past, is that part? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I thought that, like, she put out a call, like, the next, you know, the in current time. Well, current times in the movie. No, she did it 10 years ago, and then she wanted him to be killed in the present. So basically, the entire plot of the movie and the whole revenge thing was started by her. By the mom. Yep. There's there's also a love interest, but who really gives a shit? She's pregnant, and that means that the character just has to go back, that, you know, Eric or whatever the fuck his name is, has to go back and finish what he started. What that is, I have no fucking idea, because they just keep cutting away. This is this is literally the first movie since I I think that epic editing wheel failure gods and generals that I've walked out of I didn't care to wait the 20 or 30 minutes that was left to see the resolution of this bullshit I just wanted it to end I see a ton of movies like Every year. And this is the first movie in almost 20 years that I've walked out on. Don't waste your fucking time. 
Wow. So did you like the movie or? <laughs> no. It was fucking garbage. You're... And Omar both asked that myself... question as if he could catapult away like a post-coital spider. I wish I like could like the movie <laughs> I wish I could have. Because both myself and my friend that I went to see the movie with, I kept leaning over to him and I'm like, dude, do you want to watch the end of this? And he looked at me and he's like, no, I don't fucking want to see the end of this. This is this is absolutely horrendous. And I'm like, I know, right? I'm like, so, I mean, there was like maybe 20 to 30 minutes left in the movie and we just, we left. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. This movie is so slow. There is literally no action. The only action sequences were the ones I told you earlier. Because every time something is about to happen, it's a cutaway. There is no action in the movie. A movie about freaking Vikings, and there's literally almost no action in the movie. I'm like, this is this is stupid. Why why is this? Alright, I'm gonna pose a question, okay? Is it possible that it really kicks No <laughs> <laughs> that it really just kicks ass at the end? I you know what? If it does, I don't okay. even give a shit. Because you've gotta sit through two oh, hours no, of garbage. Okay. Just to get Fair to enough. that ending. And it is it is so friggin' slow and so and I, I really feel like, you know, it's just one of those things that's meant to be cerebral and they try to make it all avant-garde and be like, oh, you know what oh what the artist was saying with this three dots, it's an allegory on it. Shut the fuck up. Really? No, stop <laughs> it. This is no, this is not whatever. I can't. Don't go see it. It's stupid. The movie um, made $12 million. I don't care. Hold on. Let me finish. <laughs> Rob, he can't. He can't let you finish. Uh, which, you know, it's a small, as you say, avant-garde movie. It uh, hit the number four spot. The problem is uh, this movie had a, uh, let's see, $90 million oh. budget. <laughs> wow. Which means, just loosely, you know, when you roll in um, things that don't get counted in the budget, stuff like uh, prints and you know, printing the movie and marketing. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> that hurts. Actually, uh, six years ago this week. This week. Oh, wow. shit, really? Six yeah. years ago. I am a dick. Um, it, they need, it means the movie needs to make about 150 40 million, I believe. To just break even? To break, to, yeah, it needs to make 140 million globally to break even. Just, you know, after paying for the theaters and paying for shipping, and pay, you know, all oh, of that okay. other stuff. And, um, and all of the reviews I saw were just, you know, like 10 star reviews, eight star reviews, nine star reviews. And they're like, oh, this is the greatest movie. I'm like, no, it's a how, what, did we watch the same movie? I don't even, I, I think maybe other, I think possibly other areas got different screenings of it. The the trailer was pretty kick because ass. what I got was that not would be good. a bold that would be a bold strategy. We're gonna send fifty percent of our movies with all of the good parts cut out, and fifty percent a complete we're different send to angry edit. podcasters. <laughs> yeah, I I really <laughs> I really want one of you guys to go see this movie. Do you hate us? J- well, no. No, just- I might actually like it. Just to tell me that I'm like not off base, and and if you go see it and you like it, I 
I really want to know why. Because a lot of the a lot of the statements that I read were not valid. They're like, oh, it's a great action flick. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> there is no action. Like uh, the reviews all... currently stand on the uh, Rotten Tomatoes. The one star reviews have now surpassed the five really? star reviews. Uh, Are they it is... really? On uh, this is if you just Google Northman reviews, like at the top of Google, uh-huh. where um, so I don't know any, you know, like where it just gives you like a little kind of preview. Uh, it says it is a two point eight out of five. Uh, if you look at the little yellow bars, uh, it is mostly one star. Very few for it's very polarizing because it's no, the first one is one star, the second one would be five star, and then everyone else in the middle is kind of like in between. Well, There's it says a, the two star is a little twenty three point five million a worldwide opening. For from blood that's disgusting. worldwide. That's worldwide. Oh, okay. Not the because it's already been out in a couple other countries. So I was ta- I was talking about the uh, United States was the twelve million. Oh, okay. Yeah, you were just saying domestic. Yeah. Yeah, because there's that mu- they understand. It's easier to understand the money there because that's all like out on the table. Whereas there are other countries that it might open and the government takes. You know, thank you for allowing us to watch your. Or we were so nice, we allowed you to play our, your movie. We get this cut. Um, so it's a little harder to know, but um, yeah, it's uh, so apparently the number the ones I can't see the actual reviews there, but I do not see any other Robert Eggers movie because you're going to hate them. The trailer. When 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 I went to see um, um, everything always, mm-hmm. uh, the trailer was the trailer for this looked pretty badass. It really like, did. It was like okay, it this really could be did. a thing. All right. It almost not to compare, but it almost had like a maybe it's just the trailer, but like almost like a three hundred type of vibe. That's just kind of... I know it's not the same, okay. but just kind of sort of reminded me of that no, way. No, 300 was huh? enjoyable. Don't you dare... Yeah, that movie was great. No, I like 300 a lot. But um, no, I thought it was pretty cool. I think Teresa thought... She, I think she said it looked pretty awesome too, but I'm really surprised by your review because like, how do you fuck up a Viking movie? Especially with that kind of a budget, like you really need to... <laughs> you better bring the bacon because that's a lot of fucking money. Like, so so here's what you're gonna do out there if you were thinking of seeing this movie. What you're gonna do instead is go to your local comic book store, and there is a graphic novel called Northlanders by Brian Wood. He said Wood. It's really good. It's very very good, and has all of the Viking action that you could possibly want. So do that instead and support your local comic book store slash artist. This review that I'm reading says it demands audiences deconstruct overbearing patriarchal values, toxic masculine heroism, and the folly of revenge by pulling viewers through extreme devotion to familial honor. I don't that, totally. That I don't is want not to demand a movie anything. I want to watch. Totally. Don't don't demand shit of me. <laughs> I'm here to be entertained. <laughs> okay, I think Russell Crowe said it. Are you not entertained? Rob was not. Eggers' brand of psychological shock is bolder here than his prior works and potent in bursts, but barely works on boldness alone. Sure, I wanted to watch a guy cut someone in half with a sword, but now I'm thinking about the But you didn't bother showing it to me because you just 
fucking no, cut away it. from it. No, I just want to think about the patriarchy now as I eat my popcorn and Skittles. <laughs> if I've got to use big words like overbearing patriarchal values and toxic masculine heroism when I see a movie, that's not a movie that I'm going to enjoy. I want to be entertained. Well, I, I mean, that sounds like a review that... I mean, someone was just really reaching. That was Roger Was Eber. it? Was it really? really? Yeah. Is he alive? <laughs> I know, right? The ghost of Robert of Roger Ebert. <laughs> Gene Siskel. Huh. Okay. Moving on. And out. Interesting. Hopping. Well, it's that time. It is time for the Give Me Five question. And anyone that listens to us knows about disappointment. <laughs> and Rob and I specifically, having paid for Omar's extra VIP Romanian special session, also knows about disappointment. Mm-hmm. I really tried my best. So we are going to talk, because Rob was so disappointed about the Northman, we are going to talk about our top five movie disappointments. And I approach this more as a personal disappointments because there are people that will say, Oh, it's disappointing, but I like the movie or whatever they're talking about. So, or perform it, it disappointed at the box office. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about one that you were looking forward to. And it was like, Oh, well, yeah. Like the actual act of viewing, not did other people like it? Did other people pay for it? That kind of stuff. So who's going first this time? Doesn't matter. Omar, what 27 listings do you have? Fair. Fair enough. I have... Okay, I have a lot. All right. But but that's not... <laughs> but I'm not going to... I'm not going to do it that way. I'll, I'll... I'll... Okay. Let's do it this way. My number five... I was super excited, I think, like everybody else, for... Years from the time that it was announced to the time that it was actually released. I, I think I'm, I'm, I think everyone's on the same page with me, but the first three in the Star Wars series, episode one, two, and three. Mm. That's, I'm going to put that at number five. I could have put that one at number one. Yeah. Because the, the disappointment good. was just, I mean, I, you know. Across the board. Yeah, and once you got past that, I, I should say really episode one, because once you got past that one, you're like, mm-hmm. okay. I s- you're not really expecting c- Correct. The rest so of I think really, in fairness, it's episode one. You're like, what the shit just happened? Correct. Um, My number four was a little bit off the beaten path. As far as like, I mean, it's a known movie, but it was... um. The movie Alexander it was supposed to be uh, about Alexander the Great, big sweeping, big epic. sweeping epic, and it was just so bad. And 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 great great actors in the movie, but terribly acted. It was just it was just all around not a good movie. It was very very disappointing. I was kind of stunned by it. Um. Number 
three. I feel bad saying this. I, I, I do I kind of like it? I don't know. I'm conflicted with this one. But I was super excited about Prometheus. Mm. I was very, very excited about Prometheus. Just to continue that storyline and all that. And it was just like, what the hell is this? Like, it just... That that movie was interesting. It was interesting, but... Because, well, personally, um, that movie had a lot of, you know, like every alien movie, scans of, like, things growing inside of people. And I... Mm literally had tickets to see that movie early because I was excited about it and saw it the very first time I saw a sonogram of my son. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, saw the sonogram and then because I already had the ticket, I had to like break away from my family and see that movie and it was very, I had concerns. Okay. And there's a lot of people acting stupid in that movie. Like sticking their face, like scientists sticking their face directly into alien spore pods. And you're like, you should know better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel like you make poor life decisions. And it was kind of cool. It was like epic looking, and kind of there was some really interesting shots. And but it was just like it could have been edited better, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I was very disappointed by that. Okay, number two is kind of cheating, also, in a way. How do I put this delicately? Every DC movie since Superman Returns. <laughs> every every single one. All of them. Every single... Wait, 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 wait. Was that before or after the first Wonder Woman? That was before. So everyone except yeah, for Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. The first Wonder Woman was pretty solid. Okay, fair. That's fair. Um, but just... I, I guess I, I just mean as a... As a whole... Um... They just did a terrible job. And I mean, the Suicide Squad, they, both of yeah. them were bad. Um, I even tried Birds Actually, of Prey, I like and I thought, how could that possibly go wrong? It's Margot Robbie, like, just being hot. It just wasn't a good, it just wasn't a good movie. They just weren't, they didn't do anything for me. And even now I'm finding that the DC stuff that's coming out, um, I, I think the Justice League remake, the black and white one was good. Um, I think that they, that, that the Zack Snyder one, the yeah, Zack Snyder I thought guy. that was good. I actually thought that was really good. Uh, Peacemaker was fantastic. Peacemaker didn't, but that's a TV show. But even even I was gonna throw in even Peacemaker, like I did, it just didn't do it for me. It just there's something missing. There's some missing ingredient with the DC stuff. I don't know why. I, I can't figure. It's just I know that's kind of yeah. It doesn't have Marvel in it. <laughs> no Wolverine's biceps. I guess the X Men movies could have been better too, but you know Sony. Um, <laughs> and number one, my number one choice Sorry. is controversial. Before I say it, I, I don't I don't want to hear about it. I don't want letters. I don't want emails. I don't want either of you two to give me a hard time. I'm gonna say it. Oh, we're gonna. And, and you're in the I'm wrong sticking place. to it. And let's put it this way: I don't care. This is it. All right, ready. Huh? Sound of Thunder. Oh, your whore <laughs> yep. mouth. My number one is The Sound of Thunder. Speaking of disappointments, <laughs> anyone that we invite to a podcast that immediately makes us watch that, that was disappointing. That was super disappointing. But in all honesty, I feel disappointed with our decision in that one. 
not the uh because we yeah. should have done better research. Yeah. When we like when please we give us a, a top five list of the movies you're gonna make us watch and then we'll check well, it out. Well, it's a thing where like it's funny, like all joking aside with that movie, I remember the first time I saw it, I remember overall there will never be all joking aside. Well, <laughs> I do remember the first time I saw it. I think I just liked the premise. I think I liked how like the idea behind it and everything, not realizing how like I guess I just I don't know not paying attention I don't know caught me in the right mood maybe I was drunk I, who knows I don't know but what rewatching it was super disappointing to be like totally true you watched it more than once well, yeah the when we did it for the show I had already seen it oh my god yeah I know I just imagine how I feel my whole world crumbled <laughs> okay yeah. okay next well we got we got a a voicemail that came in ooh. As Omar Yay. was talking, it's not true, but I realized that it came. I realized it existed while Omar was talking. So uh, let's uh, let's hear from Alec. Ooh, yes, yeah. please. Our patron of unusual size. Hey, give me five podcasts. It's Alec. Uh, top five movie disappointments. Um, Honorable mention goes to Godzilla. I can remember when the teaser came out for this movie. I think it was attached to the Men in Black uh, movie. Everybody in the theater got excited. Uh, from the people who did Independence Day, we thought it was going to be great. It was not. Um, top five. Number five uh, goes back to when I was nine years old, Karate Kid Part 3. I love the Karate Kid 1. I love Karate Kid Part 2. I did not like Karate Kid Part 3. Even at nine years old, that movie disappointed me. Number four is kind of a mixture. I'm changing this with the rest of my list, kind of putting in movies in the categories. Number four is like the dramas that look better in the previews that did not work out when they came out. Uh, these would be Pearl Harbor, which had a great trailer and did not have a good movie out of it. Miracle at St. Anna is a Spike Lee's. It was supposed to be like Spike Lee saving Private Ryan. It was not. And then Elizabethtown, which was the starting the downfall of Cameron Crowe's career. This is, uh, you know, after Jerry Maguire and Vanilla Sky and things like that. Number three, all by itself. Actually, not all by itself, but number three is Public Enemies. Uh, Michael Mann. Um, this is the movie that has Johnny Depp and Christian Bale in a, in a Prohibition gangster movie. Sounded amazing. Looked really good in the previews and went just landed like a fart. Also, <laughs> Lady in the Water. That was the first M Night Shyamalan movie that I left disappointed. And most people, I guess, felt that way with The Village. I actually liked The Village, could not stand Lady in the Water. Number two is legacy comedy sequels. Uh, Coming to America, which is a movie that came to Amazon Prime last year. I love Coming to America. I love Eddie Murphy. I do not like Coming to America, the sequel. Uh, Dumb and Dumber 2, or I think that's what it was called. I can't remember the full title. Dumb but and Dumber. That's one of my favorite yeah, comedies Dumber. of all time. I did not like the sequel to that. And Anchorman 2 as well. I did not like that. Uh, I thought it was disappointing. Number one, um, The Matrix Revolutions. I, I, you know, I actually liked Matrix Reloaded. So going to see Revolutions and not, uh, not getting any kind of fun feeling from it did not feel good at the time. And then in 2007, The Third Pirates. I'm one of the people who liked the first Pirates of the Caribbean. I liked the sequel, Dead Man's Chest. I thought it ended kind of cool. Very excited for part three and it was not good. That was, you know, the same time as Spider-Man 3. And I think Shrek the Third came out. So those are also crappy sequels that came out that were disappointing. But Pirates was the biggest uh, disappointment because I had higher expectations at the time. That's my list. Hope you like it. Thanks. Bye. Good stuff, well, Alan. some good, some bad. I remember Elizabethtown. I was I was having a deep moment when that one came out, and I 
momentarily liked it, but I'm not entirely sure why. I, th- I believe it was Orlando Bloom supposed to be playing someone from small town Kentucky. The soundtrack was solid. That might be why I kind of liked I it. I remember liking them. I remember thinking, oh, this is good. This is good. Movie. Uh, a lot of uh, Alex were on my 15, my 15 through 20 on my list. Gotcha. <clears throat> Uh, I guess I'll go. I kind of adjusted some things, and there were some that I put in there that were terrible, and then I, re- I realized I wasn't looking forward to them anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, like Wild Wild West. Like, I it was awful, but also nothing in the ads made me want to go see it. Right. So then I'm like, oh, wait, yeah. Why is that even on there? Plus, I'm scared I'm going to get smacked if I say that. Oh, hey <laughs> Anyway, so I, I switched it up a little bit, and for movies I was legitimately looking forward to. Uh, one of them, I used to read the Clive Cussler's novel, Clive Cussler novels, like it was my job. I used to love those, like they were good summer reading and stuff. And they, the one of the ones I liked the best was actually Sahara. And I, at the time, we hadn't had any sort of uh, good Indiana Jones kind of movies or Romancing the Stone or any of those like treasure hunting movies in a long time. So I was yeah. super excited for Sahara to come out, especially when they said Matthew McConaughey was going to be in it because he was at his peak of his career. And as Alec so eloquently put it, it landed like a wet fart. Mm-hmm. Did a summer reading happen so fast? Yes. I don't know the rest of the words. <laughs> Me neither. <Yes. laughs> summer reading was, I was sitting on my ass. We'll say that. There we go. Uh, number two, Number four. Uh, this movie is is the sequel to my favorite movie ever. One of my favorite movies, The Crow. And it was Crow City of Angels, Crow 2. Very excited about it. I I believe it came out right when I just got to college. How about Crow 17? No, not, none of those are good. But, yeah, really any of the Crow sequels suck. But this one, they completely lost track of what the whole movie was about. And this was like all about revenge porn and trying to one-up the first one, and it just didn't land. How are you feeling about the reboot? I don't know. We'll find out. Cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. Uh, Number three, big fan of Batman in general. Uh, Big fan of even, I even like Batman Forever. So when Batman and Robin came out, bat nipples and all, that one introduced me to the idea, because up to that point, I hadn't really seen this much. It introduced me to the idea that, wait, maybe Hollywood doesn't know what it's doing. Just At that point, yeah. I was like, you know, these professionals, maybe they're not as professional and as I thought. They're just some of that throwing stuff. darts at a dartboard. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, number two, huge fan Bought a ton of books, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It came out. I saw it sneak preview because I was a comic nerd and was able to do it. And even brought this lovely young woman that I was dating named Alicia to see it. Hmm. It was the Green Lantern. Oh. And I was so excited. And then it was over. And they, after you finish the sneak preview, they ask you questions. There's a questionnaire. And it's like, what did you think? I was like, I think I'm single now. Thanks. Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> Assholes. I 
think I have a lot of explaining to do to this young woman who might might someday be my wife. Uh, and that was actually number one, but I somehow managed to forget about The Phantom Menace. Uh, the Phantom Menace is my yeah. number one. I slept out all night to get tickets. You know, got tickets, had them for whatever, a couple weeks. And I will t- <laughs> this is actually funny. I think it's funny. The point when the little kid gets stuck in the yellow ship and it goes out and like they're about to attack mm-hmm. whatever and they do that shot like the typical shot where all the, sh- the ships just kind of lined up with like the planet behind it. All of a sudden the film like froze. It like stuck, got stuck and then ended up upside down. So like you see the ship, the kid in the ship and then all of a sudden everything is upside down and then you see the, sh- the film start melting. Oh no yeah. shit. Like it, like, like they do in the movies when they, they that's fun. Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, and they're like, sorry, guys. It took them like 30 minutes. But in that 30 minutes in the theater, it started off like people were boisterous and happy to see the movie. And we weren't even done with it yet. And we were like, there was that little like, this is awkward. <laughs> Do <laughs> I people... stay to end this movie? And like, you know, people taking off their Darth Vader helmets that they wore for most of the movie or whatever. And like just a few little things. Where it was like, oh, this is. Yeah, you know, the hype behind this movie, the excitement for this movie, is not where we want to do it. And like, all these people are such big fans that they didn't want to out actually come out and say it. Like, this kind of sucks, right, guys? <laughs> but that That's would be harsh. my number one. Wow. Yeah. And then you have time to sit there and like ponder it. Yeah, with mm. with an entirely full theater of other people that were like, this was at Meisner oh, okay. too. <laughs> Um, so like an entirely full theater of people that were like super hyped about it. And I was like, well, the lightsaber was cool. <laughs> well, I, I've got, I've got a couple, I do have a couple of honorable mentions. And the reason that they're only honorable mentions is because I kind of had a feeling that, uh, they were going to F it up. So I wasn't like too hopeful. Um, the the first one was uh, X-Men The Last Stand. Mm. I mean, y'all know that the Dark Phoenix Saga is one of my favorite storylines in the comics. I love the Dark Phoenix Saga. Um, and X-Men 3, The Last Stand, just really screwed it all what up. Made, I mean, it what was, made you think that that wasn't good? Like, what, what was the... What gave you the bad vibe before it, it, it even happened? Um... I went into the movie going, God, I hope they don't mess this up, knowing they were going to mess it up. That the whole idea of that is just a long burn. Someone with a lot of power. Yeah, it's it's something that that I don't really feel could be crammed into one movie, and they did uh, it anyway. Okay, I get it. All right, is that what you meant too, Greg? Um, by the okay, yeah, I, I, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and the other one that I kind of knew was going to be terrible, but I went to see it anyway, so the expectations weren't terribly high. Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. It I I had a feeling it was going to be terrible, and oh my god, yeah, did it not was, disappoint. But by then... Uh, Your mom's name is Martha, too? <laughs> oh my god, let's be besties. <laughs> what? Just What just happened? I... Okay, sure. Um, but my number five, um, brand new made my list. Northman. 
I have, as I said, I have not walked out of a movie in shit. I don't, I don't even know how long. It since uh, what two thousand three, uh, Gods and Generals. When I left it, like intermission, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, so Northman is number five. Number four. And the only reason it's number four is because it's another one of those ones that I had a feeling. Um, this is a movie that I have ranted on multiple times and even went on, what, a 30, 45-minute <laughs> rant when we first covered it? The live-action Lion King. Uh, I was going to totally get a sound effect of, ah, uh, Yeah, but I <laughs> forgot. Yeah. Live action Lion King, number four. Number three, one that I was kind of looking forward to, and it was one of those ones that I didn't look up too much information on. I was just happy to be getting another movie, and it was kind of a dud. Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I was like, what the shit? My number two is slightly different. Because I've got a different number one. My number two is going to be Star Wars Episode One. It was almost number one, but then I remembered how utterly disappointed I was with my number one movie. And the reason I was so disappointed with it, I was really looking forward to it. Because I very much enjoyed the first movie. So I was looking forward to seeing what they were going to do with the sequel. Only to find out that the sequel was the exact same movie as the first movie, just in a different location. Hmm. And that's Hangover 2. Ah. Good, good point. It was, like, literally the same movie. I was like, what? Yeah, but there was, like, 100% more penis. <laughs> Shit, no. 20% more penis, technically. I was like, what the shit? This is... No, what? It, yeah, super disappointed with The Hangover 2. Yeah. That's my Those number. are all solid. Well, yeah. That is our top five. Uh, I don't have the contact stuff up on the screen, but if anyone else does, uh, you can tell people how they can reach us. Okay, well, yeah, well, you can... Uh, if- if there you'd you like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me Five Pod. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five Podcast. You can email us directly, Give Me Five Podcast at gmail.com, or you can go directly to our website, Give Me Five Podcast.com. And as always, guys, that is F I V E, not the number five. And please leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you're using. It helps other people find us and helps us move up the charts. And. Hopefully, uh, get back in there in Fiji. <laughs> We're not yes. back there in Fiji. <laughs> Fiji, come back. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys, for listening. And remember, like I always say, that which does not kill us goes back in time to finish the job. To
once got between Humphrey Bogart and William Holden over a tray full of Prussian opium. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> hey, how come I've never heard that story? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I want to hear that story.